Hi, I'm Amber and welcome to the Lone Star Keto Podcast. Today we have Bronson Don back with us. He's my fitness guru and he's going to be giving some, us some more fitness information because I will admit it, I am no expert in the fitness arena. So I'm going to stick to what I know. So Bronson, welcome. She knows steak. I do. I know steak. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and as because um, I need a an alternate, less expensive option to replace filet mignon. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I guess tried we'll, a bunch we'll, of different okay. cuts, and I haven't been able to find anything that's even close. So we got to talk sometime. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, mm. on the right, yeah. the right path. Um, <laughs> so hey, so how you doing? We're talking. Today. I'm good. Yeah. Today we are going to be talking about movement concepts and okay. seven essential functional movements. Okay. So I had to look to make us say that right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I think that when we talked, we were talking about just the concept of movement matters. Why movement matters. Yes. 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 So, Let's do that. And the magic is in the movement is I think the phrase yes. that I do in the text, right? Um, the magic is in the movement. There's it's, it's a phrase that um, I want to say Greg Glassman, the guy who started CrossFit many, many years ago said, mm-hmm. um, and, and the, the idea be t- behind the magic is in the movement that is that everything starts when you start, right? If you're not moving, then nothing's happening. So you have to start moving first. When you start moving, then things can happen in a positive direction. So, and that, that's everything from that's mental, that's spiritual, that's physical. That's, I mean, that's all kinds of things, but you got to take that first step in order to get anywhere. Um, there's so many levels to just that one phrase, magic is in the movement. Um, when it comes to fitness, the idea of magic in the movement is moving well, moving often, and moving weight are the three keys to improving your quality of life. It's that simple. You do it, you do it as much as you can, you do it as correctly or properly and safely as you can, and you do it against stress. You move within stress, which equals outside your comfort zone. You have to move outside your comfort zone to see progress. Right. So that's that's kind of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing good, nothing grows inside the bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bust my bubble. Go right. ahead. So um, when we talk about those three things, moving, moving well, moving often, and moving weight, uh, let's talk about moving well first. Okay. And we'll take that in the context of what you're saying about the seven essential, seven essential functional movements. There are basically, and there's variations of this list, but they basically boil down to Seven things that everybody needs to be able to do on some level. It doesn't matter if you're an athlete, if you're an 80-year-old uh, a person living on their own, if you're a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a, a grandfather, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a, a librarian or a firefighter, right, you need to be able to do these things, okay? They are squat, lunge, right? You need to be able to kneel down and stand up again. Okay, you need to be able to hinge, bend at the waist without destroying your lower back, which many people, it's amazing how many people don't know how to actually use their hips when they're bending down to pick something up. Many, many, many people use their lower back instead of their hips. We, uh, lower back problems are one of the number one um, overuse repetitive injuries in the country, in the world, in, in, in the modernized world. Um, so we've got squat, lunge, hinge, uh, carry. You got to be able to carry things, right? All those guys trying to carry 18 bags from the grocery store. You can't do that. You don't want to carry stuff, 
right? You got to carry kids, you got to carry laundry, you got to carry uh, furniture. I, there's so many different things that we have, we have to be able to carry. You have to be able to twist, twisting your body, right? Uh, doing things where you may be standing one direction, but you have to lean to the side and do something. Or when you even when you're carrying something, moving, pulling something out of a truck onto the floor, right? That's a twisting motion. There's a lot of twisting that we do in our life. Um, that also includes the, the, what we call anti-rotation, which is being able to stabilize your body when it's, when something is trying to make it twist and you don't want it to, right? Those two things go together. Um, and then there's pushing, push, push, push. And then there's pull, 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 pulling, right? So those are the seven things that everybody needs to be able to do. So when we talk about moving well, we want to talk about learning how to do those things without hurting yourself and being part of a program or, or having some sort of, of exercise routine that includes all of them, right? So whether that means you sign up for a program, you join a gym, you watch some videos online, whatever you're doing, you want to make sure that you're following a program that includes all those seven things. A lot of programs, um, particularly programs that are focused on body composition, or just building muscle, let's get strong, right? Mm -hmm. They use uh, simple, uh, you know, not complex, right? Simple movements, right? Curls, things like that, uh, that don't engage and don't use the full body, mm -hmm. right? When I'm pushing or pulling, I'm not just doing a single joint movement. I'm using multiple joints, I'm using multiple muscles. I have to keep my body engaged. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. So one of the key differences between functional exercise programs, and let's just, I'll just call it out and say a bodybuilding type program, okay, is that functional programs really require you to work your whole body more often than a bodybuilding program does. Because a bodybuilding program is designed to build specific muscles, not the whole body, right? At the same time, right? So there's, there's, some, there's some differences there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Any questions about that? Anything you want to, I, I can add you think or. So when you're. I just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you vomit information. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> now, uh, okay. So your program that you designed, it incorporates all of these. Is Absolutely. that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Before we get into some questions, I, I have like three questions to ask you uh, that I, I've seen asked. Um, tell us a little bit about the Apex system and your app. Okay, so the app is uh, based on what I just talked about, the seven, you know, the seven essential movements. Um, it includes some other things as well, because we're not just talking about how your body moves. We're also talking about improving your metabolic function. So there's different types of workouts and schemes of workouts that are going to work on strength. And we've talked about this in other videos, the 10 components of fitness, right? Fitness is more than just strength and having a six pack, you know, balance and accuracy and coordination and, and learning how to use your body. Uh, there's a ton of things that go into, into that. That's part of it as well. Um, so there's a physiological aspect to my program. There's a neurological aspect to the program. So you're going to develop some skills. You're going to develop your body as well. All of that ties into improved metabolism, which then gets you more metabolic flexibility. Yay. Right. So your body can we burn. We want that. <laughs> right. Your body can burn and utilize different macronutrients better. And then you start utilizing and building muscle, which makes it work even better. It's just a big circle of things. Right. So 
the program is really is designed at two levels. There's a beginner's level, which is uh, both of them are at home. Their, the beginner's level is body weight only. It is three times a week. And it is essentially the same workout every week of the month. So you get one, two, three, week one, one, two, three, week three, you're doing the same workouts every week. But the idea is that what you're trying to do is start the week, start the month off, and then increase the difficulty as you go. So try to do more reps, try to do, you know, faster time, whatever that workout may be, you want to see some improvement from the beginning of the month to the end of the month. Every month you get to see improvement and it's different every month. The, the functional fitness program includes um, dumbbells and kettlebells and resistance bands mm-hmm. and things like that. If you have access or you can get access to those. And that is a workout every day for five days a week. So that's five workouts a week. And it, it's different every single week. Every week is different. Mm. Uh, but it's a blast. It's uh, There's an app that you download and get your workouts. Every workout has detailed instructions. There's videos on how to do the movements. Oh. There's a chat in there. So if you have any questions, you can just say, hey, coach, I'm not sure about this. And I will respond to you directly. Um, or there's also a community. So there's a group chat uh, where you can talk to other people that are doing the workouts. And I'll be honest with you, that is like the best part of the whole thing is mm. doing the workouts. And then they're like, holy crap, what was that? Why did coach give me so many, give us so many burpees today? You know, and then there's other people like, I know. And then somebody be like, but I love burpees. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> people who are doing the same thing, going through the same thing. And then when you don't show up for a couple of days, you might get a message that says, Hey, Amber, where are you at? What's going on? You know, everything. Okay. Or if you need some support because, you know, your husband's in the hospital or your kids got sick or who knows what it is, there's people there that are that are rooting for you to get through it and, and be successful. So it's fantastic. And doing the same thing that's as you. So so that's that is cool. Okay. So is this program for anybody or yeah. It, okay? Yeah, it's right. for anybody. Um Anybody can do it. I think right now, the majority of people that I have signed up are over 40. And I think I'm 75 to 80% women. Oh, okay. I was going to, I was going to ask you that because you tend to focus on men over 40, more like in 50. I used to, to, when I was first doing this and kind of getting in, that was where my headspace was at. Um, but the more, the more I do it and the more feedback and response I've gotten, I realized that, um, for some, I think honestly, because it's of the people like you that I've been networking with have been mostly women. So mm-hmm. more of your followers, women, and I've had way more women, 35, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old who have started following me and participating in the programs. Um, and I think it's fantastic. I love it. And partially, I've partially selfishly because it gives my mom a community of people that she can, that she can relate to. So she's been working with me. So now she's in, she's been, she's in the app. She's 67 years old. She does the app religiously. Um, and she loves, loves, loves having new people come in. Cause she's like, you're joining my family. I love it. So it's awesome. Oh, I like that. How cool is that? Okay. So y'all, I, I will have um, the information below all of Bronson's stuff. So don't worry about that, but check out that app. I, I'm excited. I, I think I need to get the app too. Mm. Yeah. 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 I have a feeling I'm going to get the app. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get to some questions. Uh, 
All right. How heavy should I lift? Oh, that is such a broad question. Um, I'll be a little snarky and say probably heavier than you are now. <laughs> uh, but I say that just kind of jokingly. Uh, there, it's really, for most people, I'll just generalize as much as I can. For most people who are just trying to um, improve your lean mass and just build muscle in general. You're not trying to be a power lifter. You're not trying to lift tons of super weights. Um, when you're doing exercises, if you're, if you're thinking specifically like weight lifting, okay, you're thinking about like a bodybuilding workout or you're trying to, you know, whether you're squatting or deadlifting, doing curls, um, you probably want to be somewhere in the range of, we'll say six to 10 reps that you're doing. And it should be challenging for those reps. It shouldn't be crazy difficult. You should, if you, let's say you're doing 10 reps, um, you should be able to get to seven or eight fairly okay, moderate challenge, but the last two or three should be difficult, but doable. Okay. okay? Not, not risking injury, not super straining, not like, oh my God, I can barely get this up, right? Like you should finish that last rep and be like, I could probably get one more if I really wanted to, but I don't. Right. Okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We call it, we call that uh, relative, or we, we call that uh, rate of perceived exertion, RPE. Okay. And that's basically how hard does it feel to you? Mm -hmm. So, on a scale of one to 10, whenever you're doing any, whatever, and honestly, whatever rep schemes you're doing for a beginner, you should probably not go above like an eight out of 10. Okay. But you should probably be at least over a six if you want to see any, any improvement. If you're always okay, working okay. at a three, uh, an, a three of intensity, you're not going to, you're not going to see any, that's jogging and running. That's so that's what that's <laughs> that doesn't do anything for you. Okay. So I hope that kind of helps. There's a, the RPE is actually a good, um, a, a good way to say that you want to be in that, you know, 60 to 80% effort range when you're lifting, whatever you're lifting. And does that also go with somebody who is not a beginner? Or do they push a little harder? They push a little bit harder for multiple reasons. One, we talked about the physiological aspect of fitness, right? Their physiology is, is able to handle more stress. Okay. Neurologically, they're able to control their movement better. They have better accuracy and coordination and balance. So they're able to control heavier weights with less risk. So the more advanced you are, then the more intense and the more, the more, uh, uh, effort you can put into something. Makes sense. Okay. Is doing complex movement at high intensity safe? Depends. If you know what you're doing, if you've practiced it, if you can do it. So one of the, the common phrases you'll see I have with my clients uh, in classes, um, do it right before you do it fast. Right. Uh, we have there's a lot of movements in functional fitness that you do high reps. So, you know, I'd say I'm doing a clean uh, or a snatch or I'm doing a kettlebell swing, something where I'm doing a lot of body movements and I have to do it fast. Um, one of the most common things that I have to break people of is and this isn't about speed, but it is about intensity because intensity is weight, speed, time. There's a bunch of things that can be in, that can increase intensity. The one of the most common misconceptions I hear from people all the time is. Well, if it was heavier, I could do it better, right? If they're learning a movement, 
We give them a PVC pipe. Their PVC pipe weighs like 16 ounces, right? It's not even a pound, right? We get it on their shoulders. We have them doing things and they can't figure out how to make it work because their body doesn't do that. And they're used to the weight forcing their body into a position mm. instead of themselves being able to put their body into a position, right? So they're thinking, well, if I have some weight, I'll be able to get where I need to be. And that's not how you want to do it. You don't want something forcing you into a position because if it's forcing you, that means it's forcing you into an improper position because you are not in control. And that is not what you want. So yes, complex weight, uh, complex movements uh, done for repetitions done quickly can be just as safe as anything else. If you have actually taken the time to learn how to do them properly and you have the control necessary to do it. Makes sense. Mm. Okay. Why can't I lift more weight? Like what's my issue if I can't lift more weight? Um, okay. Where can I go with this one? Um, yeah, I'm not really sure the context couple, of that. But. Yeah, there's a couple principles that you're probably not applying. See if I can. So the first one we'll say is proper movement. Okay. Move well. We talked about learning how to move properly. If you can't move weight, it's very likely that you've been training how to move that weight with improper mechanics. So you've reached a point, and usually what happens with improper mechanics is one of two things. You're using the wrong muscles, or the physics of how you're applying force aren't working properly. So, the, I mean, there's a lot of physics in moving mm -hmm. things, right? There's joints, mm -hmm. there's levers, there's fulcrums, there's all that kind of stuff. If you don't do it mechanically sound, one, you're building, you're telling your body how to move improperly and you're going to get hurt. And two, you're not going to be efficient because you're not moving the weight as efficiently as the physics will allow. So that's, that could be one thing, right? Not moving properly, not mechanically sound. Um, if you're talking about having a stall and like, I've got to a point, I, I got, I feel like I was getting stronger and now it's been several months. And I'm not getting stronger. Nothing's happening. Um, uh, there's a, there's a, Three things that I would say that could potentially be cause that. One would be giving yourself enough recovery time. It's very possible mm -hmm. that you're doing too much and you need to rest. Strength is built during rest periods, not during work periods. So if you're not resting, you're never giving yourself a chance to get stronger. Okay. Along with that comes the variation. So if you're doing the same thing all the time mm -hmm. and you're not working on other aspects that can benefit uh, what you're doing. And that's where we talk about movement patterns. There are ways to do similar movements without always doing the same movement, right? There's front squats and there's back squats. There's box squats. There's pause. I mean, there's wide squats and close squats. There's a bunch of different things that you can do when we talk about squatting. And if you only ever do back squats, you're going to get to a point where those muscles are about as developed as you can get without doing some very specific things to increase that development. But if you do box squats and wide squats and close stance squats and front squats and pause squats, and, and there's a bunch of different things you can do mm -hmm. that activate other muscles that work the same area, but not are the same muscle, then you can see an overall development because you're talking about a complex movement. There's a bunch of things that go into it and you need to develop the range. Okay, so that's that's one thing is the, the rest and recovery goes along with variation. The more you vary things, the more you can build in recovery, even while you're working. Okay, um, 
And then the other thing is progressive overload. There's a very good chance that you're actually not, when you are working, that you're not working hard enough. Mm. Right? And that can be a weight thing, that can be a volume, the amount of reps that you're doing, uh, the, the number of exercises within a specific area that you're doing during a session, things like that. So uh, progressive overload is, is the key for that. And, and ideally, I'm going to simplify this, every time you work out, you should be doing something more than you did the last time. Right. And that's that's a very simplified and can get really complicated because we can't always build on top of what we're doing. Otherwise, we'll be working out for four hours, five hours a day. But there mm -hmm. are there are ways to implement that concept where and that's another place where variation comes into play. So if I'm squatting all the time, then I can't progressive. If I'm only doing back squats all the time, I can't progressively overload because I will progressively over, overload myself out of time to do work to do the workout. Cause I'll mm -hmm. always be adding reps or weights or something like that. Yep. Yep. Right. So, but if I'm doing back squat on Monday, every, if I'm squatting every week on Monday and on week one, I do back squat on week two, I do front on week three, I do box on week four, I do uh, wide stance pause or something like that. Then I'm just giving myself a month to progressive overload. I don't have to do progressive overload on every single one because every lift is different, even though I'm squatting every week. Mm -hmm. right? that makes so sense. it allows for some, there's a, there's a ton of these things all kind of go together mm -hmm. program together. And that's where having a coach and following a program makes a big difference because you don't have to know how to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I will give two, two examples of, of some of what you said applying yeah. it to myself is I was going to the gym two to five hours, six, seven days a week. And I got to a point where I, I did have injuries, a couple of injuries, but I had mm -hmm. one that was pretty good. That pretty much knocked me out. Um, but I was kind of to the point where it's like, good gosh, how much more can I possibly move Right. Along with how much could I possibly stop eating? You know, how <laughs> low can I get my calories? So yeah. I was, you know, 800 calories and, you know, doing all this physical activity. But I just got to the point where it was like, I'm going to be doing this 24 hours a day eventually if I yep. have to keep change, you know, m making it more and more and more. Right. You know, how much weight am I going to be lifting? How much? you know, time, I, 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 I can't do this anymore. And then I'm going to eventually get down to zero calories. So it, it just kind of blew my mind because you have that mentality that you're told you have to always, you know, keep going. You have to, it, it can never be easy. You have to right. keep, otherwise your body gets used to it. I guess that's where I'm going with that. Yep. Your body yep. adjusts and then yep. no changes happen. So you right. got to keep, you know, up in your game. And I, I was like, good God what do you want me to do? You right. know? And so that was very frustrating. So I like how you put it that you can still do a similar movement, but because you varied it, it still changes it up and it challenges other muscles. So you still are changing and moving forward and gaining more. So I like that because I, there was a time in my life, I was just so frustrated. I, I just, I was like 80 years old and I'm going to be doing this 24 right. hours a day in the gym. Good God. You know? <laughs> and that's, and that's why I love the, the is it talking and teaching about what fitness is because it does that kind of a light bulb for people. Like mm -hmm. there's so much more to it than just going in and lifting weights. 
Agreed. There's so much more to it. There's the fit, like I said, there's the physiological, the neurological, there's the 10 components of fitness. There's the seven essential movements, right? There's all the concepts that go into um, developing a program that's going to help someone improve the quality of life. Super compensation, the SAD principle, the, the general adaptation center. I, I mean, there's so many, there's, there's books of things that are out there that has been like limited to the exercise science community the strength and conditioning coaches and all this kind of stuff. And it's been filtered so much to the point that it's just eat less, work more. <laughs> and there's so much more to it than that. Oh, there's so, so much more. To it than that. And I, I think people need to understand that it's multi-layered and you don't have to do it by yourself. Yeah. The, reason, the reason, the reason many people aren't successful at the core is because they've only been told the, the bare minimum to get them moving. Um, but you need to do more than just move. It needs to be proper movement. It needs to be frequent. It needs to be varied. It needs to be against weight. That's appropriate, right? Technique comes first, then consistent performance of technique and then intensity increases. Like there's so many things. There's so many things. Well, let me tell you my second example of what you talked about and let's go into proper technique, proper movement. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was doing one of those, what do you call it? The, the trap pull downs, whatever, you know, one of these. And that was always hard for me. It always put a big old strain on on my trap. And, um, I I thought I was doing it correctly. And of course I kept upping my weight because, you know, I was kind of a badass in the gym at that point, you know, I thought, (laughs) and so I'm pulling it, I'm pulling out. And all of a sudden, I mean, not all of a sudden it took a while, but I have this huge, freaking trap muscle. I look like a man. And it's like when I would wear a bathing suit or a bra, it would cut right into it. And I mean, it's still, you can't, I don't know, it's, like it's still kind of big, <laughs> but it's like, ugh, cover my hair. Cause it, it developed weird because I was, I, I'm pretty sure I was doing it wrong. Okay. So, uh, you know, and I was tensing the wrong muscles cause it just killed my neck. And so I was either lifting too heavy, wasn't pulling it down correctly, who knows, but I still have these huge traps and it's been 20 freaking years and they're still not going away. Go for it. Why do you want them to go away? <laughs> cause they're ugly. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't mind having some tone and some cut and stuff. And, but that, mm, no, it doesn't look good. And you know, girly. Yeah. And that, and that's very, uh, that's, that's interesting that you say that because it's so subjective. Everybody's got a different idea of what looks good. Mm-hmm. And what doesn't. Um, I know, I know so many women that would be like, I wish I had traps, you know, cool. um, they can have mine. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, I think it's important for, for people to understand that um, the, the visual effect, the aesthetic effect of getting into shape um, is not as controllable as people think what you're going to look like. And I, I hate to say this to people. I, I mean, I don't, it's the truth, but I hate to say this to people. It is easier to get in shape and look fit, right? It is hard to try and duplicate a look. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're duplicating a look, you are doing something that is artificial and not within the natural bounds of what your body wants to do. Okay. If you get in shape, then you will look fit. The challenge is to get the image of what you think fit looks like out of your head. True. That's the challenge. 
because mm-hmm. the, the definition of fit, nowhere in the definition of fitness is there a picture of anybody. But, but that's what we do. Right. I, men do it too, Absolutely. but women, especially they'll Absolutely. look at somebody. Oh, let me find out what they're doing in the gym. And I'm going to duplicate that because I don't look like that, but there's way too much into it. I, I mean, to, to be able to say just by doing this, I'm going to replicate that look because right. you have different genetics. You have a different body structure. You have, you know, yeah. your nutrition. I mean, yeah. it all yeah. plays a part. Yeah. And the definition of fitness is the ability to do work. Mm-hmm not the ability to wear a bikini. Right. right. <laughs> not at all the same. Okay. Now, if you improve your body's ability to do work um, and you focus on that and you get really fit, then you're going to look good in a bathing suit. You're going to look good. You may not look like XYZ person on Instagram, but you're going to look like you are a fit, capable, independent person who's got a high quality of life and can do whatever they the heck they want to do. Exactly. And And see what you're just, what you just said is a lot of what I'm really coming to understand more and more is like with nutrition, it's about health. You know, it's, I mean, losing weight is great. Don't get me wrong, but I used to focus only on losing weight. I didn't give a crap about the health part. I'll be honest, I didn't because I just cared about fitting in a certain size jeans, you know, and looking a certain way. And that's what I focused on. And now that I've come out on the other side and, and I see, I, I, my eyes are just open, you know? And so I try so hard to like, "Mm, you know what, let's kind of not worry so much about the losing weight part. Let's get you healthy first. Let's heal your body. And then the weight loss will happen and it'll be easier. And then you won't have to do this 50 more times like you've been doing, you know? And so it makes a huge difference. And you're kind of talking about in the same way in the fitness world. Absolutely. Yep. I I talk about all the time. It's like, if you, if you have a car and I don't know if I've said this on any of our past videos, but if you have a car and you know, it's brand new sports car, right. Runs great. It's awesome. And you start putting the wrong gas in it. It's going to run like crap. And you're like, what is wrong with my car? If you go to the mechanic and the mechanic takes out the gas, puts the right, the right gas in there and gives it back to you. And you go for a ride. Like, oh my God, you fixed my car. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't fix anything. He just stopped putting crap in it. Exactly. Right? And that's where nutrition comes in, right? Oh, if yeah. you take that same car and you're like, this car is great. Let's say it's not a brand new sports car. Let's say it's any car, right? It's a junker that you just taught your kid how to drive in. It works to get you from point A to point B, but you can't really do much else in it. If you want that car to improve its performance, you can give it better fuel, but that's only going to do go so far. It's not going to break any, any better. It's not going to steer any better. The suspension is not going to improve, right? You're still not going to be able to see out the rearview mirror, whatever, whatever issues there are with that car. Fitness makes that car work better. That it makes that car perform better regardless of the fuel that's in it. Right. And you can do the same thing for any car, whether you've got if you've got bad fuel and you put better tires, better brakes, better whatever else in it, 
then the car is going to perform better, but only to a point because it's got bad fuel. If you want it to truly perform better, you need to do both. And that's why I talk about all the time. It is not the phrase abs are made in the kitchen drives me absolutely crazy because <laughs> it, it supports the idea in people's minds that health is all about food. And health is mostly about food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quality of life is about fitness mm-hmm. because food can't reduce your risk of injury. Food doesn't change your physiological performance. It can help things work a little bit better, but it doesn't change how they work. Fitness changes how they work. And that's why it's important. Yeah. Sorry, that's, I got super soapboxy there. Well, I'm glad you just stepped right on down now. <laughs> no, no, but you're right. It, it is right. Um, yeah. And like, I'm trying to kind of change the whole weight loss talk because that's, that's great. And it's a great goal. And, you know, it, it, it's something you, you want to do because let's face it, being obese is not it's just not healthy. It's not, and it's not fun. No, no it's, it's not, not fun. fun. Good Lord. Yeah. Trust me. It's not fun. It I'm is not. <laughs> yeah. Too many times. Okay. Here's one question. This is kind of a personal question. If you don't want to yeah. answer it's okay. Sure. Um, but uh, when we're talking about looks and, you know, aesthetics and that kind of thing, oh, you hear the saying, like um, you wouldn't buy food from a skinny chef. Or, you you know, those kind, you see where I'm going with this. Okay. So I went to a gym, one, one of the 24 hour fitnesses, and there was a personal trainer there that did not have your, you know, personal trainer look. Okay. But she was amazing. And she was actually a little bit older. I mean, not as old as me, but she was, you know, for a personal trainer. Right. Um, and she had a very kind of, um, pear shape, but in a heavy pear shaped Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And I would hear comments. Yeah. And, and and it bothered me, but it's, it's, it was okay because the, there were a lot of women who were in her situation, who appreciated the fact that somebody could relate to them. Absolutely. But still have the information. So do you believe that personal trainers need to look a certain way in order to be effective? You know, like a, like a fat doctor giving diet advice, you know what I'm saying? Um, No, I think it is something that initially creates a level of validation that they know what they're talking about because they're living it and they're mm-hmm. proof. Um, at the same time, you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know where someone's been. You don't have any idea. So yeah. you cannot necessarily judge a book by, the, by its cover. I think there's a probably a checklist of things that you should have when you're looking for a trainer or a program. And are they in shape should be one of the things on the list. But it's not, I wouldn't weight it higher than anything else on the list, right? Do yeah. they know what they're talking about? Do they have experience? Do their clients like them? Um, do they have results in, in their history? Like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other things that go into there that, uh, that that's not the only thing that I would look at. 
Yeah. Cause, cause she actually, you could see she had a before and after. So she was very heavy and very out of shape and comparatively she was amazing. Right. You know, the difference, but if people just looked at the after without knowing the before, there was these little, you know, cause I would hear, hear things and I'm like, kudos on her for getting out there and helping people get better yes right? that's all that matters yeah and she had a steady line of customers i'm yeah, gonna tell I'm you sure that with did. clients sure. yeah sure. women that were calling on my age you know and they were they were quite happy with her so there you go yeah I, I just find that bothersome because like i'll just call it out because he's fine with it jimmy Moore, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um because he gets all kinds of flack about you know you shouldn't be talking about keto and carnivore because look at you and, but what they don't understand is where he's come from and what sure. he's dealing with, what he's been through, right. you know? And so that doesn't negate what he says. And I mean, no. I, I, I get the visual thing because you do, like you said, live what you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, like a yep. fat doctor giving diet advice. Why would you take the diet advice? So, I mean, I understand to a degree where that's coming from, but yeah, just like you said, you don't know the before. Right. And where they've been, what they've gone through, what they've accomplished. You don't know what they're doing now, where they're going, what their plans and goals are. Like, yeah, so just, you know, work off, uh, work off a checklist. And if you, and talk to the person, get to know them. Like, Hey, where's, where's your mind at? What, what kind of things do you like to do for training? Like find out their philosophy on, on fitness. And if it matches yours, give it a shot. Absolutely. Dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper and combine nutrition with fitness. All right, so I got to be ready to go. So let's talk about um, Keto Palooza real quick. Oh, yes, please go so for it. Yes. Keto as in Louisville, Louisville is in September. I don't remember the exact dates, but I just talked to Amber Goes Keto. If you find her on Instagram, she's organizing it. Um, and I'm going to be speaking there. So I will let you know um, details. I'm going to get like a link to help people register and sign up. I think they're doing another week or two of registrations for on-site in Louisville, but then there's also mm-hmm. going to be some virtual only registrations available too for oh. people who don't want to travel. So I'll give you all that information, but I want to say it's mid-September. Um, we're going to okay. be going with um, Two Crazy Ketos, Keto Chow. Um, I think Dr. Barry's speaking there. There's going to be okay. some other uh, be- uh, beautiful girl gone keto, beautiful I forget what, I forget what her handle is. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I know what you're talking she's about. Doing a, she's doing a conference in, in Orlando, I think in a couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I'm going to be speaking on stuff we just talked about today, movement, fitness, why it's important, et cetera. So awesome. we'll yeah, I'll put all the information below as soon as I get it. And then I will also post it on Instagram. So yeah. y'all will see my followers will get to see too. So Bronson, thank you so much for coming back on and, and being the it. fitness guru. Cause y'all know I'm not going to do that part. So <laughs> <laughs> Until we get you in the app and then you're going to start posting pictures of me working out. Yeah. My butt needs to do something. I'm going to tell you, oh yeah, just have fun with that Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'll be cussing you the whole time <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time <laughs> <laughs> well thanks again bronson you have a wonderful evening take it easy bye